episode number 126, Summer Ending in Camaro Land. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. And I'm Jason. What's up, dude? How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Just getting prepared for the uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, that's right. Labor Day weekend coming up. We're recording this just a few days earlier this week, so... Uh, we can enjoy our weekend with our families. So um, what do you got going on? I'm going to be heading up to Michigan just for a little Woo-hoo! while. Yeah, not not as much time as what I'd want to spend up the, there, but uh, I'm going to enjoy what I, while I can. I promised some friends that I'd come back and hang out with them um, at their lake house in Houghton Lake. Cool, cool. So how'd you like that fight? <laughs> exactly how it was predicted. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was I was actually very surprised. Conor McGregor went ten rounds. Yeah, although <laughs> I know eight, nine, and ten, he looked pretty sluggish. It, very sluggish. It went. Um, it seemed like it went a lot quicker than I thought too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a good fight. I enjoyed it. It was a lot better than the last fight. Yeah, no kidding. From from Mayweather, no but it was an enjoyable fight. I think people got their money's worth. Looking back on it, does is anybody? Is anybody surprised at how it how it went? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. So I saw a quote from Mike Tyson. They said that he said the difference between me and them, he goes, back then, he goes, I was a killer. He goes, these guys, they're businessmen. And that's exactly <laughs> right, man. <laughs> oh so. boy. Yeah. Well, this week's show, we don't have a whole lot of Camaro stuff to talk about. We have we have a few things, but we need to get caught up on voicemails too. We still yes, had we some do. left in the tank from last week. Uh, we have some feedback from our website uh, on CamaroShow.com where people can also leave messages. So let's get into it. Let's let's first thing on the list. Let's do it. Camaro Z28s are cheap huh. now. I I wouldn't exactly say cheap. <laughs> But Road and Track came out with this article this week, and um, dang, uh, yeah. If you're in the if you're in the uh, in the market for a 505 horsepower spool valve damping carbon fiber brakes Z28, awesome car. You can get them now for around forty one thousand. How how awesome is that? Yeah, and well yeah, into the awesome 30s, and well into the 30s with that badass LS7 505 horsepower motor. Now, like we've yeah. t- we've talked about before, though, this isn't a daily driver. No. This is this is this is for the weekend racer. Right? I mean, I, I, I you could use it as a daily driver. It's not it's not horribly uncomfortable, but it's a lot rougher than a regular fifth gen, even a ZL1. ZL1s. Light years uh, more comfortable than this car, but um, 45, 35, 36, 41,000. <laughs> wow, it's crazy. I thought I thought these cars would be more collectible than they than they were. Um, so did I. But with a price tag around seventy to seventy five thousand when they came out, 
minus the markup that some right. California dealers are still doing, yet they're sitting on their lots. That's insane. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll keep sitting on their lots until they sink in the <laughs> ocean with an earthquake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, too soon, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, for, for people who are in the market right now for a Z28, well into the 30s. So, uh, look around, you can find them. You can find them with under 13,000 miles on them. I, I, I don't know how hard the cars were driven, but if, I mean. It, I, you know, I saw one the other day and I, I, I saw it, this is just before this article came out too. I was looking at them like, God, just, they just still look just awesome. And then I thought for a minute, you know, and I've, we talked about this a lot in the last few episodes, and I. Maybe I should have waited a little longer before I bought that Z06. And then what do you know? For the same price I bought the Z06, could have bought a Z28 with the same engine. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you think you'd really be happy driving around a daily driver Z28? I don't know. Daily drive my Z06. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think you'll have more fun yeah. with your Z06. I think, obviously, a Camaro Z28 would be awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. A very aggressive car, but... I don't know if it's 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 a if it's a cruiser. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, when you think about this, the Z06 is a driver's car. The Z28 is a racer's car. Bingo! You you nailed that one. So it says in related news, Top Gear's Chris Harris just had one imported to the UK. Whoever that is. <laughs> Wait a minute, Top Gear. That's what it says. Top Gear wa- wa- wanted wanted one. Yeah, but it's an American car. They're crap. It's American crap. Oh wait, wait, it's Scottish. Scottish, it's crap. It's crap. <laughs> we, not so we. It has no. It's freaking huge. And it has no carn. Carn. <laughs> That's right. It's got no carn. I need some cans of carn in it. Okay, we gotta move on. We're gonna sound like idiots here. Yeah, I'm gonna link this up in the show notes though, in case you guys want to go buy a Z28. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that really hit me. This week, and I, I figured this would generate a lot of uh, discussion between us. Um, Bob Lutz writes an article for Road and Track as well, and in this this article he wrote, he says that he he's reminding enthusiasts to drive while they can. It's like while they can. What what do you mean while they can? But what he's predicting is that we're in the golden age of, of actually driving cars. That he thinks that we're not too far off from just being able to only drive in like closed tracks. That as human drivers become more of a liability on the roads, that it's going to be the computers, the automation, the automated driving that's going to take over. And pretty soon, all we're going to have to do is get in our cars and it's going to take us where we want to go. How do you feel about it? Do you agree with him? I don't disagree with him. Yeah, and I wish he, but I wish he would shut up because it's giving people ideas. <laughs> well, yeah, all the major manufacturers are. I mean, look at what Tesla's been doing. Tesla's been using us to beta test their uh, autonomous driving cars for years now, and GM has already been testing theirs many times. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Ford is doing the same thing as, as well as other major major manufacturers. Mm-hmm. It's not that far off. It's not that far off from a decent autonomous driving car 
I will definitely miss driving if 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 it comes to a <laughs> it, it, hey if it comes to a point where it's there's no steering wheel in the car it just goes I, I don't know I don't know you know what's uh I'm trying to think of which movie it was I think it was Minority Report okay with, with Tom Cruise and um, the cars there they if you ever saw the movie there's just there's this one scene where he comes home and his car like interfaces with his home and the the capsule opens and he just kind of like steps out like he was just like sitting in it like you'd sit on a bus except it was his own personal transportation pod and it looks so natural just almost almost like getting off the bus you just get up and walk out yeah yeah <sighs> i remember that in another movie too a time cop with uh, jean-claude van damme i think something similar he just got into a vehicle and it took him home yeah we're we are uh I'm telling you, we're a lot closer than we think. Some of the stuff I've I've seen Tesla posting on YouTube is mind blowing. Being able to the have the car pull out of the garage by itself, you get in it, it takes you to work, drops you off at the front door, and then goes and looks for a parking spot, parks itself, and turns itself off. <laughs> uh. How cool would that be? I mean, talk about I mean. This could change a whole lot of things on, on the road. A lot of things. But I don't know how it would handle accidents and stuff like that. You know, there's think... always that human element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some a-hole pulls out in front of you. You got you to gotta jostle. You got to maneuver real quick. Uh, are they smart enough to do that yet? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it, I think the theory is if there's enough of them out there, then that will be few and far between. Yeah, and I think what they what they should do, and I don't know if they're doing this, is actually, and if GM was smart, they would do this, by building their autonomous stuff into all their vehicles, they could actually tap into all the other vehicles crowdsourcing the road so they would know exactly where everybody is, so there is no way like a GM vehicle could hit another GM vehicle because they would all know exactly where they are. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I I I I like the idea. I think it's great. Technology is awesome. We live in a great age of technology and it's advancing very rapidly. I like the idea that, you know, you'd probably get there faster mm -hmm. because you don't have any morons sitting there at, at a green light dinking with their phone. <laughs> yeah, true. Guess what? Guess what happened to me this morning? Oh, it's got stuck behind someone dinking on their phone, huh? Yeah, some kid, and it was a left turn arrow, and he just, the arrow was green, and he just uh, sat there. And you see him look up, and then, he, of course, he floors it, because that's going to make all the difference in the world now. <laughs> oh, it, well, sir, that only works if everybody else behind you floors it as well to make up for that lost time that you caused us to have. Die! Die in a fire! Okay. <laughs> But I'm, okay. I'm, I'm thinking even more of this. I'm thinking that if, if you got self-driving cars, why even own one? Why don't they just driving around all the time so you just hail one when you need one and you get in and it drives you and then it goes back to doing something else, driving somebody else, and we wouldn't need parking lots and parking structures and all that stuff. It, it, just, it just frees up a lot. I, I just keep thinking. It just keeps, I, I just keep thinking more and more, you know? I, I think agree. it's coming. I think it's coming. Doesn't exactly help with the population control, though. No. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this again in ten years. 
Oh, I don't want to be talking about this crap in 10 years. <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. 2027. Twenty twenty seven. Who knows? Maybe there won't even be a Camaro again. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we got to move on, Chris. It is a sad world when I have to say that we have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Just crazy. Oh, let's see. What else we got here on the agenda? How's about a Bumblebee Camaro movie spinoff? Bumblebee. Yeah. You knew they were going to have to do something like that. Obviously, Bumblebee is one of the most famous Transformers. Oh, my God, Bumblebee. <laughs> um, it did a huge, huge amount for sales for the Camaro when it came out for the fifth gen. So, Indeed. I can, yeah, I, I see it happening. It's going to happen, right? Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure, according to... Uh... This article here, this is uh, from Variety.com. Don't ask me how I stumbled across this. I think it was somewhere on the footer of Fox News or CNN. Uh, Transformers spinoff Bumblebee to open against Aquaman. Really? It's going to open against Aquaman? The film will open on December 21st, 2018. Dang. Wow. And okay. Let's see here. Uh, yep, uh, putting up heavy against some heavy competition from the in the form of DC Comics Aquaman. There's also an untitled film from Fox and James Cameron's Lightstorm Entertainment, also slated to open on that date. Wow, that's going to be a popular movie weekend. Oh, not to mention the animated Spider-Man movie debuting the previous week. And holy crap, Mary Poppins returns, sailing into theaters five <laughs> days after Bumblebee premieres. Well, interesting. Okay. Shoot. You know, if I only had one movie ticket, guess what I'd see? Oh, yeah, Aquaman. Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> the hills are alive and all that crap or whatever. I and, and I believe they got Jason Jason Baboa, I think it is, from, I think he's a Detroit native, to play Aquaman. Jason, some, some he played Conan and he was in Game of Thrones. And, yep. uh, let me make, make a statement right here. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I don't think I want to because I don't want to start talking about it like everybody else does. Okay, we'll leave it at that because I love Game of Thrones. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> It's like Breaking Bad, but ten times worse, because now a bunch of nerds and not people that are interested in making drugs. Okay. Other car stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Do we have any voicemails we want to get to? Yeah, we do. We've let's do got, that. Okay, let's, let's, let's get into the voicemails then here. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Jim uh, from Sedona, Arizona. And um, uh, as always, you guys have a great show. love listening every week. Um, I have a question for one Mr. Frezza. And that is, Chris, uh, a while back you bought a new, uh, a new C6, and uh, I was wondering, you mentioned that you had given up the, uh, the manual transmission and left that for other days, and um, now you've gone with the automatic. And I was wondering, in the time you've owned the car these last few months, um, have you ever sometime when you're alone and the wife's not with you and Vito's not with you and uh, you're all by yourself, do you ever wish, oh, I wish I had a manual transmission, um, I would do a little spirited driving, that would be more fun, or have you pretty much consigned that to the days of, of the past and, and said, no, I'm really happy with the automatic. Um, can you comment on that and, and tell me how you really uh, feel about that? Thanks a lot. And again, great show. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in, Jim from Sedona, Arizona. I can I can very much comment on that, Jim. Um, the reason I went with a automatic is, quite honestly, 
it's faster than the manual. <laughs> you cannot shift that car faster than that eight-speed automatic can. And then it, he, he wants to know, oh, well, do I ever miss it? Mm, not much, really, because if I want to put it in manual mode, I got the paddle shifters, or I can I can manual shift it myself. And then then that saves my, my left leg from constantly pushing the clutch down all the time. Um, particularly uh, with the Woodward Dream Cruise that I was just at last weekend. <laughs> Driving a stick in that stop-and-go trail, it's mostly stopped traffic, is horrible. Horrible. Uh, for what I use the Camaro for, for cruising, um, it's a little spirited driving here and there. The automatic transmission, I love it. I love it. And if I never have to drive in a manual again, I'll be fine with that. I'll be fine with that. But I just think that part of me has evolved and I don't need to drive a stick anymore. Sure, I wouldn't mind jumping in somebody else's car and, and rowing through the gears a little bit, but I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with a stick. Wow. That's it. That's it. And I remember that you just were not happy with your previous automatic Camaro, which was a fourth gen. Right. That was uh, the 2000 SS. Uh, and, and the reason why I sold that was I, uh, I wasn't happy with the automatic in that car. Um, this car, uh, the automatic, is a whole new beast. It's a whole... I mean, it is so intelligent. When you hit the throttle, it will immediately drop it, the drop gears. And, and it, like, knows where you're supposed to be at all times. Like, you're on the highway and you just punch it. It drops and it just goes. It's... It's incredible. I, I can't even imagine how good the 10 speed is in that ZL1. Ugh, man. <laughs> Techno again, technology is really technology awesome. Technology rules. Yep, yes, indeed. All right, guys, let's see. Oh, we got uh, another one here to get through right here. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? It's AJ, the resident Mustang guy calling in. And, uh, you know, I saw I got cut off, so I was mentioning the new 10-speed automatic in the 18 Mustang. And I was saying, other than the performance that you get from that transmission, um, it's the fact that GM and Ford partnered on that transmission. And it's the same one that's in the Z01. Um, it's the same one that was that's in uh, the new F-150. And, of course, the new uh, Mustang. And a lot of people, when the numbers first came out, especially some of my Mustang buddies were like, Oh, Mustang got 10 speeds going to, you know, destroy Camaro. You saw those numbers? And I'm saying, man, I'm like, well, do you not know that GM and Ford partnered on that transmission? You know, they both worked together on creating it. So, you know, there's a reason that the Z01 is as fast it is, as it is with the 10 speed. And there's a reason this naturally actuated Mustang is as fast as it is with the 10 speed because it was a collaboration effort, you know. So I was just saying, that's, that's really cool to see what can happen when two major manufacturers that, you know, normally compete with each other, collab on something, and they both can benefit. Um, and we, as the consumers, um, get the benefit from because we get, you know, cool cars like the Z01 and the new 18 Mustang with um, this technology in it. But that's what I was saying, guys. But uh, I just wanted to clarify that is what I said. Um, but uh, as always, guys, have a great day, great weekend to the Camaro community. See you later. Thank you, AJ. Yeah, that was a good good voicemail. Um, they did. They, they collaborated on this transmission, but I don't think, and I may be wrong, I don't think 
they collaborated to make the exact transmission. I think what they did was they collaborated to come up with certain components, and then each one of them took those components and then put them in each of their transmissions. I think I think that's what happened. That may be true, or the calibration and the controllers that 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 really make it happen. Yeah, that's probably more so what is you know proprietary to General Motors and Ford. Sure, I don't think you could just pull the transmission out of Ford, uh, out of a Ford and drop in the Camaro and go. Right, I don't think I don't think it quite work the same. But you're right, the the, the core mechanics uh, and and concept of that transmission sure and that's not the first time i mean the t56 is in the dodge viper the corvette the geez i think a dodge pickup truck and the camaro and firebird and the the uh, impala ss and everything and and that that t56 was was put built built by uh borg warner yep. i think they had a lot of input from the manufacturers mm-hmm. as well yep you're absolutely right Excellent. Great voicemail. Yeah, good, Great point. good voicemail, uh, AJ. Um, we have, um, like, a, it's not really an email, but it's feedback that's left on our website. You want to read that? Yeah, this uh, this was left directly uh, at uh, CamaroShow.com, our, our website, if you don't already know. This comes from Skip <clears throat> in California. Uh, listens to the show on iTunes. He says, hey, guys, my dad had a couple of Corvairs back in the day. Ooh. Then I remember the day he came home with a second-gen 1978 Camaro. It was an awesome car. I bought a brand-new 3rd-gen 1989 RS with a V8 at the age of 19. Probably wasn't the safest decision, but no one stopped me. I loved that car until the day came I struggled to fit a car seat in it. Flash forward through the years of Camaro's absence, and I've been waiting to own one again. I've made it through eight years of college tuition for those two girls that didn't fit too well in the back seat and can finally find something in the wallet to buy my car. My timing is probably around next June. I hear the news about the 2009s, and I don't know if the potential changes are awesome or should be avoided. I don't want to pass up what I think is currently a great vehicle. Also, I hope to get an SS. I've waited long enough for my car, and after having a V8 back in 1989, I feel it is a step backward with a V6. My question is, do you think the 2019 will bring positive change to the Camaro? Any hints of what those changes might be? I hear rear end and possibly front fascia. Also an issue I don't hear discussed too much. Since I've waited so long, well, also an issue I don't, since I've waited so long, I'm kind of particular about what I'm looking for. Any advice about custom ordering versus finding something on a lot? Do you get bigger discounts off a lot? Thanks for any help on this, and I'm a big fan of your show. Sorry for going long. <laughs> wow, lots of gunpowder in this one. Wow. Um, thanks. Well, thanks for leaving that message, dude. Yeah. Let's see here. So, timing around next June, 2019s. No, I don't think any of us know what those those potential changes are. If they're awesome or should be avoided. Yeah, I, I get, doubt that they would. I, I would very much doubt they should be avoided unless you just don't like the looks of it. Right. And I got to think that by the, the by June of next year, we'll probably have a kind of a pretty good idea. Oh, yeah. Of of what that's going to be all about. Because usually step, that's that's usually when they start producing the 19s is, is well, the next model year is, is June, right? June, July? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we should already know by then what it, what it looks like. Oh, yeah, totally. So here, here's one thing i got to disagree with you on, though, Skip, is that, uh, you know, having a V8 back in 1989, you feel it's a step backward of the V6. Sure, if it, you were stepping back to a 1989 V6, uh, not counting the uh, Turbo Trans Am. Um, but uh, V6 technology, small displacement, direct injection, of course, turbocharger technology has greatly changed since then. 
step back rid of the V6? <coughs> I would not. I would not say that at all. No. Um, it all depends on what your budget is and what you want to do with the car. Totally. Totally. So yeah, I think I think 2019 will bring positive changes. Um, no, nobody knows what it is. Um, also. Custom ordering versus finding something on the lot, again, depends on what you want and how long you want to wait for it because you do have to wait for that custom order to happen. Do you get bigger discounts off a lot? Sometimes. I think that every situation, every car, and every dealership is different based on inventory and allocation. If they got a, a ton of them sitting there and they got to move them, then they'll probably give you some incentive just yeah, to take one off the totally. lot right there on yeah. the spot. Like, if he's ready to go next June, I am guaranteeing there's probably going to be some 18 sitting on the lot there mm-hmm. that they're probably going to want to be looking to get rid of so they can uh, fill their spots with 19s, which, from what we hear, is going to be a mid-cycle refresh, which will be um, a little bit different. So there might be a little bit more demand for the 19s then. Yeah. And, and maybe a little bit lower price, too. So... Definitely interesting. So great, great message on our website, Skip. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, if, if you guys want to leave a message just like that, if you just go to CamaroShow.com, uh, there's a contact us, like, or about us or something tab where you can click on and then uh, fill out the form and it goes, it goes right to us. Or you can leave us a message and here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. we got a couple yeah, like, more. You know, what's like that? Right, right now. Yeah, do it. Right now. Do it. Don't, don't mess around. Just do it. Motionside. little update on the Nissan Versa, the butt of many jokes on this show. Well, after 240,000 miles, it has gone to be in the great junkyard in the sky. It had a catastrophic clutch failure, and uh, it uh, would have cost more to fix it than the car was worth. So, Jasmine, my daughter, it's actually her car now. She's going to have to get a new car. So there you go, 240,000 miles, and it has served our family well. Talk to you later. Bye. Sean, from Oceanside, let's have a moment of silence for the Nissan Versa who had gone to the great junkyard in the sky, 240,000 miles. Uh, here's your moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> now go get an American car. <laughs> the, the Versa is now Deadza. <laughs> hey, you know what? 240,000 miles is not bad. So No, no. Catastrophic clutch failure. That, Did, that's just terrible sounding. Yeah. Did you like engage the cluck and it just clutch and just went boom? The cluck. <laughs> hey, just... pushing the cluck. <laughs> Boom! That's all I can picture. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right, John. Thanks oh, for man, calling I in, to- buddy. Totally, totally blown by cluck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Next one. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? It is me, AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And uh, I don't know what happened to my last voicemails. Uh, they seem to have gotten lost, but. Didn't get lost. We 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 had to save it for the next week. So yeah, he just rehashed the same thing he just left. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna not play that one. And that is the last one for the week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Just kind of you know. Uh, let's see here. Oh. Wow, it's been a rapid-fire episode, but i uh, got a couple other things that I've been kind of sitting on for a little bit, little while. Non-Camaro-related, because a lot of times we'll end the show by talking about just the competition and things like that. Um, 
let's see here. First of all, Mustangs are ugly. And then second of all, um, <laughs> no. Um, we, we talk a lot about the Charger and the Hellcat. And Challenger. all that. Our friends at Full Throttle Speed not too long ago, they, they just had a dyno installed there in Metro Detroit. And um, they had a 2016 Dodge Charger Hellcat. They did uh, American Racing long tubes, uh, an overdrive pulley, or I'm sorry, uh, overdrive balancer. It's all right. And then a, a five inch B Woody high velocity air intake. With their tune, Sucker made 772 rear wheel of horsepower for this Hellcat. Dang. Yeah. Speaking of big numbers, and also from the Chrysler camp, talk quite a bit about the Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, which I still wish they would call it Hellhawk, but I think it's going to be Trackhawk. It is. We've talked about this a while. What's cool is today um, all the articles dropped about the Trackhawk, um, which was very cool. So they had a media event, and uh, there must have been an embargo because all the articles were released today and Holy shnikes, that thing. Like, 0 to 60 in, like, 3.3 seconds. Chrysler was saying, like, 3.5, but they were actually getting, like, 3.3 out of it in 0 to 60. Can you... (laughs) Insane. Insane. Giant monster of a a vehicle. Yes. How much fun would that be to drive? That, that that'd be great. If I had a little more money, I probably would have got that instead. Just kept it for a daily driver. <clears throat> of course, it also starts at almost ninety thousand dollars. Oh, is that all? Oh, sweet. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Wow. Yep, three point five seconds. Boy, I got to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, yeah. That is just. Fa- oh, I, w- oh, I love just to test drive it. Just, mm-hmm. just test drive it. I think they're good looking. Of course, I'm also a Jeep Grand Cherokee guy. I like them. So, 86,995, including destination. Does that include gas guzzler? Wow. It's got to be, it's gotta be a fun, fun car. Mm-hmm. How much can that thing tow? Do you know? Um, No, I, that I was don't. Always kind of like a, the, that was always kind of a knock on the SRT Jeeps, right? They really couldn't tow too much. They for a while they couldn't unless you had like rerouted the exhaust and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but who who the heck buys a, like an SRT Jeep or a, a new Trailhawk or whatever to, to tow? That's man. I wish they called it the Hellhawk. I just wish they did <laughs> the Hellhawk. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it's uh, a, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see the specs on it. I don't know. You know if you could. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So. That's it for the rest of the automotive news. What else? Yeah. Uh, you got anything on your end, Chris? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. That took us like right up to the end of the show, too, which is cool. Cool. What a good rapid fire show. So uh, I guess we're gonna have to end by saying, you know, um, it's Labor Day best, weekend. Best hopes for 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 Texas, man. Houston is underwater. Really wild. Literally. So. Literally. Um, and let's see. And everybody have a safe Labor Day weekend and. Um, Celebrate smart. Don't drink and drive. Or we'll beat the crap out of you. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. We'll be back at you next week. Uh, We'll probably have some more Camaro news. I think we're waiting for um, price, or not pricing, the uh, sales figures. Yeah, sales figures to be released. So we'll be talking about that and other things. So until then, we'll see you then. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. 
Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.